hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking some more Am I the Arsehole crossway relationships? You know how it is. <laughs> and if you love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's dive into today's first story, which of course does come with an update. It's from Zealous Ideal Fly 4786 who says, Am I the Arsehole for telling my husband my money is mine? My husband and I had triplets, or boys, about two years ago after we got married. They had some health issues, and because of that, my husband wanted me to quit my job and take care of our boys in our home, since it was cheaper than paying for specialized childcare, and I agreed. Our family lives in a row of townhomes, six homes in our building, that were owned by our landlord at the time. I was offered a job cleaning townhomes when a tenant moved out by our landlord. I asked my husband about it, he said he didn't care, but he didn't want it to interfere with my responsibilities at home. We also agreed that the money would be mine since it's a second job. We did this for three years. It grew into where I cleaned other places for my landlord. I just put the money into savings. My father-in-law died in June of 2019. When my husband received a check from his mom, I asked my husband about it. He got angry and said it was his money and any future inheritance would not be part of our family budget. My husband ended up going on several trips with his brothers with the money. I was okay with that, or though I was hurt, he got angry when I asked about it. October 2021. My grandpa died. I'm the only grandchild. My parents make good money, so his estate was left to me. I just transferred the money, rented out the farmland around his home. I decide to keep his home since it's close to my parents' home. I live four hours away from them. I didn't talk to my husband about it since it was my inheritance. In January of this year, my landlord came to me and let me know he was selling the townhomes I live in. With costs rising around us, I was worried about it. It was causing a major impact on our family budget. Things worked out to where I was able to use my inheritance combined with what I had saved from working to buy the building. My husband came to me and told me he wants me to deposit part of the rental home income from the other townhomes into our family account, allowing more spending money for fun. I reminded him of our agreement. Along with that, we no longer have a rent payment. We ended up in a fight. He is saying I am being the asshole for not sharing the money coming in. And we do have a couple of relevant comments where people ask OP questions and then they reply to them. So we'll start off with someone asked if OP's husband used all the inheritance on trip or if used some on the family and if he had contributed to fund money. Then OP replied saying, when my father-in-law passed away, I was driving a compact car, one I owned before we got married. Fitting the kids in car seats in the back seat was very difficult. So when I saw his mum give him the money, I asked about it. All of the money he received was spent on trips with his siblings. None of it went on our family. He burned through it fast. He was gone a lot, leaving me alone for days. I think he needed a break from it all. Having the triplets, we had to make hardcore decisions. Before we received this money, we both made major sacrifices, cutting all our hobbies, trips, cables, so on. We went bare basics just to cover the kids' medical expenses. He struggled with cutting back so much. I struggled worrying about how to come up with all the co-pays for our kids' medical expenses. I wanted to have the fun money in our savings for peace of mind. Even though I could have had fun with the money I earned, I didn't. I wanted that safety net. Then someone asked if OP's husband had even thought about caregiver burnout. Then OP replied saying, I don't think he has even considered caregiver burnout. 
in our state is a requirement to have so many hours of respite care. We didn't have a choice. My aunt took the classes and she is certified for their care. Mostly, I go grocery shopping things I have to do. I'm only gone an hour or two, a couple of times a week. He might think this is enough of a break. I did make a decision a little bit ago after crying on the phone with my mum. I've never left my boys. I spoke to my aunt. I asked if she could watch the boys while hubby is at work for a couple of days next week and she said yes. I'm going on a trip, leaving Friday when hubby comes home, coming back Tuesday night. I want to go skiing. I haven't been since before the triplets. I found a big, beautiful cabin next to a spa. I even ordered some silk PJs on Amazon. I can't even remember the last time I bought clothes for me. I told my aunt, hubs can watch the kids during the weekend and after work, giving them awesome bonding time or giving me some downtime. She said she'll be on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. On standby if he calls for her to help. She then finished with, I'm sure he will need it. Now we're gonna move into that first update. There's a couple of updates to see what that says. My husband and I had a long talk when he came home. He knows I'm leaving on a trip and asked to go. I told him I needed time. I showed him the comments on this thread. He said he would do whatever I wanted. He volunteered to sign a post-nuptial before I even asked him. He just doesn't want a divorce. He was shocked by how many people recommended that here. My BFF's husband is a lawyer and he said he can draw up the paperwork tonight. We will sign tomorrow. I will update you after my trip on how it all goes. I also decided once he signs the prenuptial on my inheritance, then I will ask him about putting my work income in our family budget. He can help when he is off work with a house and kids as a possible compromise, allowing him to have some spending money and giving me a break. Update two, life has been interesting. I had a blast on my trip My husband was pushed into the deep end of parenting. Three active babies combined with medical care. He was way over his head. When I came home, his mum, my aunt, and my husband were all there. His mum complains all the time about what kind of foods I give the boys to what they wear. Mother-in-law decided while I was gone, she was gonna do it right. There was a lot I came home to, but I will just share one thing of each of the boys. Baby one is type one diabetic. I'm very careful with his diet. I went to a nutritionist and together we set a meal plan for him, AKA the foods my mother-in-law complains about. My husband and mother-in-law had a hard time keeping his blood sugars in check. When I got home, my mother-in-law was on the verge of tears because she had to keep poking him. Baby one didn't like it. Now when mother-in-law tries to come near him, he just starts crying. Baby two wears hearing aids. They cost $5,000 and need to be changed every six months or so as he grows. The other two babies are fascinated by them. One is now missing. Baby three has heart problems. My husband said every time he went to lay him down, the oxygen monitor would go off. The thing is, husband didn't figure out was baby three hates anything on his face. So you have to rock him to sleep then carefully put the oxygen on his nose. My aunt said that my husband called her the first night around midnight. His mum was already there. 
When I came home, both my husband and his mum apologised to me. The past couple of days I have spent doing laundry and getting things back in order, but I had a really good time. Thank you for all your advice. Ah, bloody hell, this felt like a a sad outcome to me. Whilst I can understand, you know, mother-in-law and husband uh, are finally realising what's been going on and the work it takes to look after three babies that have medical needs, but the three babies... One is now scared of mother-in-law because she had to keep poking him. And then you come back to the house after your break and you're having to put everything back together again. It doesn't feel like this is the end of the story to me. But how about you guys? What do you guys think of this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Wildspread8713, who says, Am I the asshole for refusing to see other options for a girl and pressing charges for what she did to my son's car? My 39 male son, 17 male Bryce, dated our neighbor, Lana, 17 female, for a year. They broke up mid-January for reasons I don't know. I won't sugarcoat this, I never liked Lana. She always seemed a little unhinged, controlling and aggressive. She's always demanding Bryce's attention and there were quite a few times when she showed up on our house out of nowhere. Whether it was 7am or 11pm because Bryce wasn't answering his phone, screaming and calling him a cheater when it wasn't like that. The thought of our son getting abused by a girlfriend made us worried so much. My wife and I tried to talk him out of that relationship. We said how that it wasn't normal nor healthy. We didn't want to force the breakup because we feared Lana would lash out at him, so we tried to do it in a sneaky way. We don't know if it worked, but they ended up breaking up. He said after that he broke up with her, Lana didn't contact him, which was weird because he expected her to go nuts, but I told him that if fate didn't give him shit, he better not tease it. Now the problem is, is that we bought my son a car for Christmas. Nothing fancy, but enough to get him to school, his job, and eventually college. He parks it in our driveway outside our home. Ever since the month began, we've been finding scratches all over the car. We know Lana was doing it, but since it was minimal, my son decided not to do anything. Even if we could prove that it was her, we have CCTV. Still, Something smelled bad for me, so I decided to switch one of the cameras facing his car directly, just in case. Well, two weeks ago, we got up and we found my son's car covered in a lot of shit. Paint, glue, feathers, confetti, the door handles were wrecked, flat tires, paint all over the windows. You get the picture. Bryce and my wife were so distraught. We called the police and I handed them the CCTV that showed Lana and her brother, 23 male, destroying my son's car. We pressed charges and needless to say, Lana's brother went straight to jail. But since he's still a minor, her parents want to make a deal, but I refused. I don't think she should get a way out. Before the police was here, she was laughing her ass off and she tried to play it cool. If she thought this was funny, then she's old enough to face the consequences. My wife and I want to stand our ground. They said they'd buy my son a better car and put Lana on therapy, but it's not enough. Am I? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yasol. Absolutely not the arsehole in this situation. What do we always say? Always press charges. You know, this girl may be going through some stuff. It could be mental health issues. But we, as again, we always say mental health issues don't excuse you from being an arsehole. And we can already see that the behaviors escalated from scratches on the car, which you let go, which I don't think you should have let go anyway, to now like really damaging the car. What's next? Where does it escalate from here? And I mean, she's got her brother involved as well. Are they going to be waiting up the street for your son? It feels like really concerning behavior to me, but Gourmet Soup says not the arsehole. This is the wake-up call she needs. Andre Louis says not the arsehole. If you cave, you're literally teaching Lana that no matter what criminal or sociopathic act she does in the future, her parents will buy her way out of trouble. She needs to learn early there are consequences to criminal actions. Apprehensive net 2687 says not the arsehole and tell a lawyer they tried to bribe you. Pretty sure that's illegal. Jaded Artichoke says Lana needs therapy and press charges. Possibly since she is a minor with mental health issues, she may get steered in the right direction. But if you drop this, she gets a free pass and could go worse next time. Physical violence against an object car could escalate to physical violence against your son. I wouldn't want to take that chance. Copper Anode says, not the arsehole, you need to stay the course. This girl needs to know her actions have serious consequences and more than that, I'm happy your son has such supportive parents. And one more from which chest 4981 who says, not the arsehole, depending on where you live and that girl is only 17. I'm guessing her parents will end up buying your son a car anyway. Be sure to press civil charges for the destruction of his vehicle. She needs to learn there are consequences for her actions. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, as they say. Now, what would you do in this situation? Maybe you have a different take on the matter. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Emmy Yahoo says, am I the asshole for asking my friend to either wear pants or shave her legs if she wanted to share the bed? We're both 20 to 22 year old women, if that matters, lol. I ain't trying to get weird people concerned about us sharing a bed in here shake my head okay so here's the deal i am autistic have been since birth obviously got diagnosed in my teens the whole shebang it's cool no big deal who cares right well with the autism comes a pretty severe case of sensory processing disorder because whatever deity that may or may not exist really wanted me to suffer obviously anyways basically this means i'm insanely more sensitive than the average person i can hear electricity just existing so I run a white noise machine 24-7. I have to wear headphones when I leave the house to muffle random noises and people. I'm a vegetarian solely because the texture of meat makes me gag and even then, I'm only able to eat like five or six different meals because fuck me, I guess. 
I use a seam ripper to get the tags fully out of my clothes, etc. Yeah, I know, it's shit. Sometimes I wish I was born deaf or something, so at least one of my senses wouldn't be bombarded all day every day, but then the brakes. My biggest sensory trigger, however, is body hair. I can't fucking stand it. I shave literally my entire body every single day, sometimes twice, just to avoid growing even the slightest bit of stubble because the moment I do, I want to rip the skin off my body and set it on fire. Imagine hundreds of thousands of teeny tiny spiders crawling all over you and you are for some ungodly reason you are expected to sit there and tolerate them, but you can't stop thinking about the spiders. That's what it feels like. Suffice to say, I'm definitely not a fan. My friend is sleeping over tonight and usually when she does, she shares the bed with me since I mean, where else is she going to sleep? The kitchen table? But she was wearing shorts and I noticed she hadn't shaved her legs because I kept feeling the hair against my skin. So I asked her to either change into pants or use a second blanket so we aren't touching. Or if she didn't want to do either of those, I could hunt down a new razor. But she seemed like mildly irritated that I asked and, and now she's sleeping on the floor. So scratching my head here. Eep. Since my disability is fairly obvious, I don't bother trying to hide it and all my friends know I'm autistic. So my friend knows and she's pretty dang aware of my sensory issues and that I can't handle hair. I figured it would be obvious as shit that your girl just wants to sleep properly because how am I going to knock out if I'm itchy all night? But I don't know, man. Maybe I'm a dumbass or something. Lol. Edit. This was posted yesterday and the conflict has been solved. My friend does not care and we are cool. Those of you saying she hate me forever and never sleep over again can stop being dramatic now. Let's stop beating a dead horse, please. And thank you, loves. <laughs> this conflict was really not as serious as some of the commenters seem to have thought it was. And I really think it was a good idea to practice managing your tones and wording for the level of seriousness of the post you respond to. Because wowza, some people here really were acting over the top as fuck with a sheer level of rage and insensity. But Ewok Cafe says, soft, you're the asshole. I too have sensory processing disorder. Yay, us right, slash sarcasm. Sucks, doesn't it? Mine comes in the ADHD flavor, not the autism one, but it's still very similar. Our diagnoses explain, but don't excuse our behaviors. We're still responsible for our problems and our coping, though asking for help isn't inherently wrong. Often that ends up being the best solution. In this situation, if you hadn't had another solution, you could or should have done what you did and asked politely. However, you did have another solution. Since having separate blankets is a viable option, you could have just grabbed separate blankets and called it good without ever bringing it up to your guest. Your friend is probably embarrassed about having their leg hair pointed out and while somebody can know about our sensory issues, they rarely fully get it. She may think that you're grossed out by her, you might consider showing her this thread and having a heart-to-heart -heart about why what happened hurt her feelings and go from there. JennaBear82 says you're the arsehole. Invest in an air mattress or a fold-away bed for your guests. Telling her to shave is insulting and embarrassing. I freshly shaved before spending the night with a guy who, that night, told me to shave. I literally just shaved. He then told me to wax, but it was the last time I spent the night or saw him. My leg hair is no one's business but mine. Sephira replies that saying, this isn't having a guy over. This is having a friend stay the night and accommodating her disability isn't that hard. Shaving wasn't the only option as Opie's friend who knows specifically about the parts of Opie's sensory issues, the friend should be understanding that touching like that is upsetting. 
Zorga says you're the asshole. Your rules can be imposed on your environment, but your requests stop where someone else's body begin. Hair is normal, healthy, and natural. You need to use the extra blanket, not her. Classic Pen 7044 says you're the asshole. There's a difference between being understanding of your situation and demanding the world stop for you. Were your legs tangled? I've shared bed with friends and familiars and our bodies not even touch each other in a single person bed. Why can't you be the one using pants if you're the one bothered? No, you have not the right to demand others shave their bodies and try to impose your body standards is rude as hell. If you can't live for an educate agreement, then don't let friends stay at home. XC says you're the asshole since it was your problem. You're the one who should have put on pants, added a blanket, etc. It's so rude to ask your guest to shave when you can protect yourself from your skin touching theirs. Also, definitely invest a few bucks on a rollaway or blow up mattress for guests so it won't be an issue for future guests. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the channel, your love, support, and time always means the world to me. And you know that. I hope you know that anyway. <laughs> thank you so much. And don't forget there's a playlist at the very end of the video which you can click through and it'll play the videos for you. So if you're doing a bit of crochet, drawing, whatever you're doing, and I love to hear it as well. So don't forget to let me know. And don't troll me about the pillar thing anymore on Twitter. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> much love, guys. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a damn. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 